I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we have a very interesting discussion. You see, on the podcast we talk about habits in different different ways and then different different approaches to habits. What is consistency? What is dedication? What are the kinds of habits that we feel we need for this coming generation, for the future? And I think these are all very important conversations to be had. And which is why we have a brilliant guest with us, Gaurav Bhagat, who's going to have this discussion with us. Gaurav, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Ashton, it is my pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much for having me, and really been looking forward to this recording. So thank you, and it is a pleasure once again. I'm so excited because when we were discussing what we should talk about in the topics, I thought this was going to be a perfect fit for the Habit Coach Podcast. So Gaurav, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. Thank you, Ashton. So I am Gaurav Bhagat, you know, entrepreneur. a uh, podcaster speaker coach trainer and uh, soon to be an author as well i have my book coming out uh, shortly as well so i started my first company all the way back when i was 19 years old fresh out of college and uh, went on to build uh, what is today one of india's well largest uh, companies uh, in the space of gifting and promotional products um simultaneously a few years ago i also got into the space of coaching and training sales has always been my domain i've been selling since i was i was 6 and that's when i started interacting with Grant Cardone and Grant Grant the 10x guy um he is uh, the person who has gone and you know really done such amazing things in in sales so yes uh, took his license for india i represent grant cardone in india now and uh, simultaneously also working in the space of behavior with bj fog so at the core i would say uh, entrepreneur trainer coach and um, broadcaster perhaps wow superb how did you get into so many different different things but i think with time i've also learned uh, the effective art of delegation and i've uh, been pretty good at uh, building a good team and having them do a lot of the heavy lifting so that i can take out time uh, on a midweek morning and spend that with you and lovely people such as yourselves so uh, hence yes i think it's just it's just the art of delegation and finding good people and bringing them on board fantastic you know we were talking about bj fog and we were talking about habits in that regard right so when i say the word habits what comes to your mind yeah you know it's it's really interesting and of course you know bj is is an inspirational guy uh, he's someone i came across uh, not too long back i think it was under about 7 or 8 months back when i finally read his book uh, tiny habits and then i was so influenced by that book is that i said you know what i mean i could teach this but i need to go in get in touch with bj and his sister linda get certified in this particular domain and actually teach it to the world because bj is brilliant i mean he's a stanford scientist and he's absolutely fantastic but sometimes i think that it just requires a little bit of simplification and i think that's where i come in because truly a lot of times i'm called the chief simplification officer in a lot of the ventures that i'm actually a part of so to come down to the primary differential between behaviors and habits and people sometimes you know get confused in terms of what is a behavior what is a habit and you know what really are the differentiators so you know behaviors are things that you do consciously okay these are you know actions and activities that you will actually you know are doing because of you know your conscious state habits on the other hand are things that happen subconsciously you know where people might light up a cigarette where people just might open that aerated drink where people might you know drink that junk food like you know eat some of that junk food so these are habits that are you know actions that are happening subconsciously um behaviors are also reactions to the environment and they can be controlled right so once you know you put a little bit of action a little bit of activity a little bit of thought into that you can actually control it habits however okay are sometimes repeated actions which are difficult to stop 
So habits are actually repeated actions which are difficult to stop. So primarily, that's uh, you know the main differentiator between a habit uh, and a behavior. And I hope uh, your listeners could relate to that as well. So does that mean that we should be getting towards the going towards the behavior side of things more than the habit side of things? Should we be focusing the habit side of things? How does BJ discuss this? Yeah. So in fact, uh, you know what uh, BJ talks about a lot in the book and also you know in his training modules and everything else. A lot of times we think that we can control our our behaviors, okay? And, and and let's just say for a moment, you know, we're focusing on behaviors, and we can do this by being motivated. By we can do it through things like repetition. Um, truly, there are multiple things that actually come to into play. And uh, BJ has created a formula, and the formula is B is equal to MAP, right? And B is equal to the is B is basically the behavior. The M is the motivation. The A is the ability, and the P is the prompt. So too often, what I've seen is people are actually focusing a lot on the motivation, and they're like, "Boss, Agar, you know, we go ahead and we do this, um, you know, and we get our pump ourselves up, you know, we're gonna go ahead and change everything." It's not actually true. So motivation is one of the three variables, probably one of the least controllable variables. And over time, we've always been made to believe that if we motivate ourselves enough, if we, you know, push ourselves enough, we'll be able to make these things happen. But actually, it's it's a bigger it's a bigger phenomena. And I always say people often go from burst to bust right burst is you know when they listen to motivational podcasts such as yours when they listen to trainers and coaches and event and extend an event and attend events what happens is they're bursting with energy they're bursting with enthusiasm this is boss tomorrow i will go and change the world okay and then the week starts monday happens you know things are hitting the ceiling crises are happening everywhere and people go from that state of burst to a state of bust and they're like okay you know what we just need to park this aside right now we need to you know address where the fires are actually on and that's where i think a lot of people really go quite wrong so so that is part of behaviors where the, the b is equal to map does he have a similar formula for habits as well so in a way the thing is you know habit change um according to fog is a process that happens when it's linked to a particular you know behavior mapping process um what we talk about and and the book is of course you know called tiny habits and what we talk about in tiny habits is the fact that when you're looking to make change and that change could even be you know in terms of habits that you're looking to either drop or it could be in terms of you know new habits that you're looking to start and incorporate the key thought and the key philosophy is that you need to start tiny you need to start small now when we go back and we think about you know when we started saving perhaps you and i maybe when we started as kids you know one of our first things in in saving was you know getting one of those piggy banks it could have been that clay piggy bank you know that our parents bought us or those you know very scarce piggy banks of them we start putting in a little bit of money and that's where the savings habit actually started to you know form in a way so the key is to actually start tiny and that of course that's why the book is called tiny habits as well and uh, that's what a lot of in the program is called as well so yes um, starting small is uh, is one of the integral aspects and of course as we take the conversation forward we'll talk about a few more things around that as well lovely you know um you started with m motivation right and according to me motivation is the the big evil like my entire war is against this word called motivation and um you know people start like you said with a full bang and then bust out very quickly how do how do you get around this whole thought of motivation how do you you know reconcile with it yeah you know so interestingly um, as i was mentioning to you that amongst all the variables okay motivation is probably the hardest variable it's it's the least uh, you know controllable because sometimes our motivation does go in waves i mean some days we're extremely motivated where we said hey you know what today i'm going to get up and change the world 
and then another day you know you don't feel like it maybe you slept late you had a bad night's sleep um you know there are certain circumstances that happened and hence your motivation actually goes ahead and crashes so motivation as per the dictionary okay would be defined as uh, the desire to do a specific you know behavior um you know something like okay eat spinach today go out and exercise you know be healthy uh, wake up on time so these are you know various desires that we really have uh, amongst us and to my mind to my mind there are three sources of motivation one is ourselves where we say hey you know what i from within i want to go out and you know actually go and and crush everything or achieve this particular thing so one is of course you know us um, and our, our internal self the second source of motivation is actually and and which for some people works really big is either benefit or punishment so carrot or stick philosophy right where okay i will be incentivized you know i will get xyz rewards and on the flip side it's if i don't do this i will be you know punished i will be admonished you know so all of that so there is basically the carrot and stick philosophy when it comes to motivation and the last element when it comes to motivation is your environment okay who are you surrounding yourself with who are you listening to um you know who are those five or 10 people you know who are advising you and 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 influencing your various decisions and i always tell people you know if you surround yourself with clowns uh, don't be surprised if your life resembles a circus so you know just uh, just things on on the motivation side where uh, people sometimes you know don't really figure it out but just know this that is these three elements that really impact motivation uh, to a great degree beautiful and is there one particular that you're most fond of um is there one particular uh, element of, of these three elements of motivation that you're most fond of you know uh, the thing is i'm i'm an extremely disciplined uh, you know individual i went to uh, boarding school which was almost uh, like an army school and hence uh, you know for us it was always said that you need to rely on yourself so for me core is of course you know myself and i've been a big source of my motivation as well but the second one and a close second would actually be environment so very very important in terms of who i'm surrounding myself with a uh, very very close to negativity very very close to you know any kind of negative inputs um so even if sometimes in the family someone's you know being negative i said hey time to take a chill pill you know because um it's something that i don't need right now and hence uh, very very cognizant of that fact and uh, so myself and the environment i think these are two things that uh, probably the biggest for me reward or punishment uh, you know will come a distant third let's just say yeah because i've never found reward or punishment to be as um, exciting you know many people get that reward wrong many people get the punishment wrong right the punishments either too strict or not strict at all and the reward just is like may half the time yeah. so that i've i always noticed that the reward punishment aspect of motivation or getting something done tends to fall flat on its face very true right? very true and you know very important aspect and of course you know you know this uh, in because you've been you know speaking on the space of habits for so long um people change by wanting to feel you know good by wanting to feel positive not by you know being punished or you know being made to feel bad or you know um basically put down in any way so hence uh, habits and behaviors change by positive actions not by negative stuff and hence punishment is i know a lot of people are not only in india but around the world uh, you know they fall back on to punishment it happens even with parents and children it happens with colleagues in office it happens with managers and and juniors and and the likes uh, clients sometimes with their vendors but um, truly it's uh, it's it's not a, not a good idea not a good idea to pursue in the law even in your boarding school i'm sure that was how it was um, given to you right discipline with the stick of right? course that's how it's taught to us yeah the joke was in fact i went to the lawrence school sana and uh, you know this is uh, school in the uh, late 80s and early 90s 
Um, and of course, uh, for us, uh, when we were asked to play a sport and we said that, hey, you have to run the 3000 meters and you have to do it in a certain amount of time. Um, the point is, if we didn't, it was, uh, we were you know, brought back to the dormitory and we were either kicked. Uh, in hockey, if we lost a hockey match, we were hit with a hockey stick. In cricket, if we lost a cricket match, we were hit with a cricket bat. So depending on the sports season, uh, you know, your punishment would happen or your choice of punishment would be depending on the sport that you actually played and didn't, um, you know, perform in. So interesting times, interesting times. And yes, so not, not a big one for punishment for sure. So you basically need to find a sport without any cricket back, hockey sticks or, or a ball involved. Love it. Okay. So, you know, when, when we start talking about habits and behavior change, like you said, we start off with a, you know, with a gusto. The thing that, that trips people over is this whole thing of consistency, right? Very often people come and tell me, you know, Ashton, I don't have the dedication. I don't have the self-discipline. I've never been able to be consistent at anything. How do we start thinking about consistency and discipline? Yeah, you know, um, again, there's, there's a fantastic uh, model that we use over here. And let's just say that if you decide that what I'm looking to incorporate within myself is consistency. So let's just say that you say, okay, this is the behavior. You know, this is you know, what I want to bring into my life. And we have a very, very interesting uh, you know, module that we use and we call it the, the swarm of bees. Now, what happens in the swarm of bees is suppose you're looking at consistency at your as the core thing or discipline. Let's just take let's just take either of the two. Let's let's just take um, you know let's just take take discipline, okay, as the core section of the swarm of bees. So that's your core thing. Now you've got to look at what are the actions, what are the activities that will actually help me build discipline, right? So hence now, um, like let's let's role play this one together. So what are some of the things that would perhaps build discipline for you? Would it be in terms of waking up on time? Would it be in terms of joining a particular program? Um, you know, so what are some of the things that come to your mind when we talk about uh, discipline, uh, Ashton? What are some of the things that come to your mind? I think the things people struggle with the most, for example, would be waking up, making sure that they don't spend as much time on their phone, you know, are disciplined about the time that they're wasting, Netflix, okay. etc. I think those are the things that are currently the big yeah. issues. Yeah, agreed. I think one of the biggest distractions today is unfortunately, you know, our mobile phones and the gadgets and social media. So now let's just say if you start on this on this path to being more disciplined, there are certain actions that you want to really be taking. One of them is taking your mobile phone and eliminating it and taking it out of your bedroom. Like that's one advice I give to everyone that your mobile phone should not be in your bedroom. So set a particular time at night and it could be 9 p.m. or so when an alarm goes off and that's an alarm to say, hey, time to start winding up. Okay, and take the mobile phone and charge it in a room outside your bedroom, right? Because what's going to happen is that if it is in your bedroom, let's just say you wake up at night to drink some water or go to the, the bathroom and you come back and you see an alert or you see a flashing thing on your phone. You say, hey, let me just check it out. And then the next thing you know is your sleep is gone. And, you know, and, and what that results in that in the morning, then when your alarm goes off, you're like, you know, and the interesting part I tell people is that are some of our devices actually created to make us snooze rather than stop? Because you take a look at the phone button. Okay. Look at the size of the snooze button in the phone. Okay. When the alarm goes off and look at the size of the stop button, the stop button is smaller than the snooze button, right? Hence it's almost like prompting us that hit the snooze, man, it's easier. So, you know, interesting things in discipline. One would be, like you rightly mentioned, take your gadgets and put them into, you know, another room. So that's going to be one of the behaviors that you actually want to incorporate. You know, get yourself an alarm clock, which is loud, which is conventional. And so on your bedside, you know, so then that habit actually starts of, you know, waking up with that. Um, I always tell people, you know, if you can create a vision board, put a vision board somewhere where you can see it right in the morning when you wake up. 
Because when you wake up in the morning and you think you're hitting the snooze, you take a look at your vision board and you're like, you know what? I need to get myself that goal. I need to hit, you know, that milestone. I need to achieve, you know, that landmark at work. I need to buy that car, that home, that plane. I mean, whatever it is for you. And then you say, you know what? Right now is not the time to hit the snooze button. Right now is the time to get up and get an action. So, you know, small, small things. So like I said, you've got the core habit. And, you know, hence uh, the, the thing that you're trying to develop. And you have a whole bunch of actions that are to be taken around it. So that's very, very important to map as well. The next thing that you actually want to do is you create something called a focus map. And the focus map is, again, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant process. You know, it's just got, it's got two lines, uh, the vertical line and the horizontal line, which are interjecting, um, you know. And you just put the things that are easy to do, uh, things which are, you know, difficult to do, uh, things that you can do yourself, things you can't do yourself. And once you actually start mapping these and sliding these, and of course, a longer process, which I wouldn't want to get into, but it is a five minute process, which will identify what is called your golden behaviors. And your golden behaviors are those one, two, three things that will have the maximum impact towards incorporating discipline, consistency, quitting smoking, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Okay. And then you just focus on that, you know, with um, consistency. Okay, and you know, with the tiny habit system, which is so, so simple, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about that in due course as well, but that is where the magic starts to happen. So, so this process basically identifies what are the actions you need to start taking, correct? Very like true. do this, do this, because now once you've got these golden actions, which are the ones that give you the most bang for your buck, yeah. they're easy to do and have the biggest impact. Very then true. now you have to focus on consistency. And like you were saying, we can focus on it using the tiny habit system. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the tiny habit system is, is a brilliant system and it actually is as simple as ABC. And uh, the reason why I say ABC is because that's exactly what it is. You know, all of us have something in our lives that we do every day. And this would be uh, brush your teeth. Uh, you know, this would be uh, sit down to breakfast, uh, you know, make your cup of coffee. So these activities, you know, that we do every time, you know, drive to work. So these are what are called anchor behaviors. So anchors are things that you do every day. And the A stands for the anchor the B stands for the new behavior you're looking to incorporate, the new habit that you're looking to start. So how it links is something like this. Let's just say after I'm done brushing my teeth, okay, I also want to start maybe flossing for better oral hygiene. And it's something I'm not doing at the moment. So now you have your floss line there. So right after you brush your teeth, which is the A, the B, the new behavior is start flossing. So then you take out the floss and you actually floss your teeth. So you've got the A and you've got the B. The old behavior, which is the anchor behavior, and then you have the B, which is the new behavior. And then you have the C and the key and the key, um, you know, is C when that stands for celebrations. So that means that once you've done the behavior, it is time to celebrate, right? And this could be something mm. like, I mean, of course, you know, the 10X things, you do the 10X, you do the fist pump, or you do the two, two thumbs ups, you know, or yes, or whatever it is for you. So you must actually celebrate. And sometimes it might seem trivial that, Bhai, madlab, kya, 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 why am I celebrating? You know, such a small thing. But again, that's the, that's the beauty of the whole system. And I've now been you know, teaching this to corporate India, teaching this to a lot of large corporates, um, leadership of companies who initially thought it was ridiculous. And 30 days later, they came back and they said, GB, I mean, I had been trying something, forget for 21 days, I'd been trying something for 100 days. Okay, and I was unable to either start or break that habit. And thanks to your system and the ABC, of course, Fog system, not my system, I just teach it and make it simpler. Um, he said, I've been able to crack it uh, over the course of 30 days and it's been absolutely fantastic. So again, just to recap, the key things are A is the anchor behavior, something that you already do. And this could be like, okay, I just gave you an example of brushing your teeth and you know, uh, flossing, but it could be something like you sit in the car, um, you fasten your seatbelt, and then what you want to do is maybe listen to a nice podcast. 
right? So as soon as the seatbelt clicks, you put on your podcast, okay, put on your podcast, okay, and we listen to that. And hence, that is helping us, you know, build good habits. Uh, because podcasting, like I said, and podcasts are extremely educational, uh, motivational, you know, they just make great things happen in our lives. I'm a big believer in podcasting, you know, as are you as well. Um, so hence, you know, the A was the anchor behavior, get in the car, fast and seatbelt, B, the new behavior, switch on a podcast and C, once you've done that, hey, just do a fist pump or, you know, the 10X or whatever it is. And the ABC is just how simple it can actually be to create a new um, habit. Lovely. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Let's jump into the conversation. You know that that last part, the celebration, the C, is so important. Very often we don't do that aspect, right? We find it very hard to celebrate. Yeah. You know, how do you teach people the celebrating part? Because I know that is something that people really struggle on, sometimes don't do. Even when there's something good happens in their life, no celebration takes place. So forget flossing. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I think you hit the nail on the head over there. And the thing is, you know, when we were children, when we were really, really young, we used to celebrate everything. I mean, you know, if our parents gave us like, you know, even a well done or a sweet or ice cream, like we used to go crazy. Like it used to be like India was won the World Cup. I mean, that's what it actually meant for us when we were small. Along the way, somehow, somewhere, you know, it just, it just started to die down where, you know, perhaps it was, it was peer pressure, perhaps, I mean, circumstances, environment. You know, and I, I think as teenagers, this happened a lot because I remember being very, very enthusiastic, you know, as an eight, nine, 10 year old. But, you know, when I, when I perhaps, uh, you know, again, got into slightly more senior classes in school and we would start celebrating certain things, you know, people would come and say, bhai, matlab, what's the big deal? You know, itna, itna, you know, why, I mean, they'll call you a pumpy in, in some schools, right? Like, why are you getting all pumped up about this? This is, this is not such a big deal. And hence, you know, and you, then you realize, you know what, maybe it's not such a big deal. And then those little things stop mattering and then slightly bigger things stop mattering. And then eventually, even like the biggest of things, I mean, you could have closed a multi, multi, multi crore deal and the guys say, crack the champagne, let's celebrate. And you'd be like, what's the big deal, dude? You know, so hence that entire um, reason to celebrate, you know, has actually been quashed. And again, I think, and I always tell people, I said, bring out that five-year-old in you. Like, how were you celebrating when you were two, three, four, five, you know, when even the smallest of things happened. And sometimes people will think it's awkward. Sometimes people will laugh. Boss, logon ka kaam hai kena. Matlab, Go and do what you have to do. Um, you know, the world will initially laugh at you. Um, you know, then they might actually even call you, uh, you know, like ridiculous or ridicule you and all of that. Eventually, they'll probably want to join you. And that's something that I've seen happen for a lot of successful people. And success will happen uh, without a doubt once you start, you know, celebrating. So truly, um, celebration, to my mind, okay, will be one of those things which will really be the game changer in time to come. People talk about mindfulness. Yes, very, very important. People talk about consistency, discipline. Yes, I mean, all those things are great. But celebration is going to be that one element which in future, as more and more people, you know, get into this and start, you know, really living it, feeling it and working with it, um, they'll find amazing things happening uh, with this thing called celebration. You know, this is so, so true because I realized in my life, I just completely stopped celebrating. Right? We would achieve all the tar- targets that we had Fine, we had set a target for a podcast, 200,000 downloads, done. Now what next? Now what next? Now what next? And it's so easy to get into the now what next aspect of life that celebration is left to the wayside. And I think this and this ties in so beautifully with this other, um, almost like a pandemic that's taking place, yeah. which is uh, we're taking ourselves too seriously. right? Like you said, bring out that little five-year-old in you. Mm. Have you noticed this aspect of taking yourself too seriously? 
Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I've been guilty there as well. And, uh, you know, there are certain networks and certain people uh, that I've been spending a lot of time with. And uh, just last week, I said, you know, let me just send them a questionnaire. Just let me get their feedback on what they think about me. Um, everyone. Okay. And I'm talking about 85% of the people who this survey went out to came back. And these are people I've spent more time with than I have even in my own family. So I was like, are boss, you know, I've cracked it. And I, you know, these people know everything about me. And everyone came back and said, GB, lighten up. You know, it's like throw in a few jokes, you know, let be accessible. Uh, you know, don't be such a closed, you know, person, uh, you know, um, all the time. Don't, you know, have uh, such build such strong walls around you and all of that. So completely agree that, you know, sometimes uh, by virtue of, uh, you know, conditioning and um, circumstances and environment, you know, we, we intend to close up a little bit. And it's just, it's just so important to lighten up. And I think one lesson that the world has learned because of the pandemic over the course of the last 17 months now is the fact that it just is more important to be in a happy um, state, you know, where, you know, you just, again, just enjoying life uh, and, you know, all the joys that it really has without being you know, distracted by all the noise of negativity and everything else. So yeah, 100% agree with you there as well. Right. Taking yourself seriously, lightening up, all those things are so, so important. And um, I think this also leads to another segue wala question, which is that, you know, when you got that feedback, mm-hmm. how did you react? Like, how do you, how do you respond to feedback? Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you the I'll give you the politically correct answer, and I'll also give you well the answer that came from within. So Grant Cardone, okay, the guy who's who's of course my sales mentor and everything else, he says that you always, always, always agree, right? Even if you don't agree, so you always start with a statement of agreement, and you know then you're happy to put your point of view, and that of course is is great, and you know so and if you think about it, people you know who agree come together, people who disagree move apart, and this is for relationships, this is for sales, this is absolutely everywhere. So yes, you know you agree. However. Initially, again, you know, by virtue of uh, being someone who's achieved a lot, you know, having, I mean, I'm not saying like an ego of, of like too high proportion, but that is, it does, it does, it does poke you a little bit, right? So sometimes you think, you know, okay, who is this person to be actually giving me this kind of feedback? I mean, who does this person think he is? I've been in this organization for 10 years and this guy just joined six months ago and, you know, this is his thought. So initially, I mean, of course, without telling them that, um, you know, initially it was taking in a lot of it in. And then as more and more feedback started coming, uh, you realize that, yes, you know, it is true. Uh, you do need to be, you know, I mean, these people are well-wishers. They're not saying this because you know, they intend to put you down or anything like that. Um, so hence, like I said, yes, uh, publicly, obviously, always agree. Um, privately, introspect, you know, just think about it and see if that you can take, again, those tiny steps, you know, to making these changes happen. And that might actually help as well. So, uh, yeah. I love this thought. dichotomy. So true, right? Always agree. Like I, like I keep telling people, you know, when something happens, don't say no, but say yes. And right. So first agree and then add on to it. You can, you can still turn the conversation towards what you want, but always start with a yes. And, um, so yeah, the second aspect of it was these people are well-wishers and wherever we get feedback, we don't often think of them as well-wishers. We said, Oh, it was a personal attack. No, Mm. maybe sometimes they just don't know how to say it, but otherwise they are well-wishers. They want the best for you. I, I love this aspect of it. GB, thank you so much for coming on the Habit Coach podcast. I absolutely loved it. How can people get in touch with you? How can people follow you? You said you had a podcast. Just tell us a little bit about all these things. Of course. Thank you. And first of all, you know, thank you for having me here. It's been an absolute pleasure. So yes, I do have a podcast. I started in podcasting a very short while ago. It's only been uh, about a year. And it's called the Smashed Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. 
So mm-hmm. it's also the name of my book, which is uh, going to be published by Success Resources um, shortly. I've just sent the manuscript to them. And again, these were instances of being smashed, you know, being bashed, you know, but yet not being dashed and moving forward. So that's what the book's all about as well. And uh, so people can find me, of course, uh, on Instagram and Clubhouse. I'm, I go under the hashtag of Gaurav underscore GBA. So Gaurav is my name, G-A-U-R-A-V underscore and GBA. So that's my, um, my hashtag, my, uh, my LinkedIn and my Clubhouse uh, room. I'm on Clubhouse every Tuesday. So I run a sales room on Clubhouse uh, every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. And of course, I can also be reached on Gaurav at GauravBhagatAcademy.com. That's my email ID. I'm always happy to, you know, have a conversation and always happy to, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, help in whichever way I possibly can, because uh, my why is about taking 100,000 business owners and helping them create 100 jobs in their organizations and also taking 9 lakh working professionals and graduating students and helping them live the 10x life. And the only way that can happen is by, you know, just having more conversations, being in touch with more people and uh, reaching out to as many people as one possibly can. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, GP, for coming on the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you, Ashton. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, you take care and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that was our episode with GB. And uh, Gaurav is fantastic with understanding habits. And in the next episode with him, we're going to be discussing what are the habits that we feel for are needed for Generation Z? What are the habits that we feel that are needed for kicking ass in life going forward? So really looking forward to that. Please make sure you listen to the next episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E 180. That's Awesome 180.